Hello, my name is Bide Miologunde and you're listening to episode 230 of the Big Picture Podcast. On this episode, I'll talk about a baby boomer who left a high-paying job instead of going back to the office, arguing that bosses are scared of remote work and just want to see employees working in person. I'll also talk about an employee who resigned from a well-paid job to avoid full-time office work, claiming that a boss's obsession with productivity forced her to leave. And lastly, I'll touch on the negative impact of companies ending work-from-home benefits. They lose highly skilled employees who consider flexible work as valuable as an 8% pay increase. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Part 1. Albert in Alabama. Albert is a 65-year-old man from Alabama. He unexpectedly found out that his house was his dream work setting. Having been given a glimpse of remote work as a reward back in 2018, he found himself cherishing the balance of two days of remote work and three days in the office by 2019. He found the arrangement so delightful that he contemplated never retiring. However, When 2020 came along with its changes due to the pandemic and full-time remote work became a reality, Albert found himself in seventh heaven. He enjoyed working five days a week from home, far from the clamor of the office and the dreaded commute, which was shortened from 20 minutes to a mere five minutes. The flexibility he had from remote work allowed him to carry out tasks at his own pace. If a task was not time-bound, he could pause and resume later in the day. He wasn't alone. Many remote workers began adopting a more flexible work schedule, mixing work and leisure throughout the day. Albert cherished the autonomy that remote work brought him. Yet, when his company called him back to the office in April 2021, his joy was short-lived. Despite his eligibility for retirement, Albert had been exploring new roles. However, the company's decision was the final nudge he needed to retire. But retirement did not mean an end to his career. He had secured a job offer as a defense contractor. Although this new position meant a slight dip in his income, he was content as his federal retirement benefits compensated for the loss. What was more critical to him was that this role allowed him to work remotely, an experience he once again described as fantastic. Albert was not alone in his preference for remote work. Many employees, like Jessica in Arizona, chose to leave their jobs rather than return to the office. She felt that her bosses doubted the productivity of remote employees. More on Jessica in the next segment. According to Albert, Those who struggle with remote work are those who had been masquerading productivity in the office. He believes that self-motivated individuals with a clear vision can thrive in a remote setting. In fact, he suggested that remote work could make bosses redundant as their main role was to ensure that employees were productive, a task made moot when employees are not physically present. Albert foresaw a shakeup in management structures as the normalization of remote work challenged the traditional model. Despite some resistance and a minor drop in companies offering remote work, he believed that remote work would become the norm as office leases expired and the older generation moved on.
Part 2 Jessica in Arizona Jessica, a 53-year-old administrator from Arizona, is not thrilled about returning to the office full-time. Even though she earns a hefty six-figure salary, she decided to quit rather than spend all her weekdays confined to the office. So this trend seems to be shifting back to office work with many firms tightening their budgets. According to recent data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, around 73% of companies offer minimal or no opportunities for telework, a significant increase from 60% in 2021. It is now a tough choice for many employees, return to the office or lose the job. But Jessica took the matter into her own hands. Our office operated on a hybrid model, mixing work from home and in-office days. She loved this setup, describing it as the perfect balance between work and personal life. However, the company's shift to a full-time in-office model did not sit well with her and she decided to resign. In her hybrid role, she noticed she could accomplish more work from home, free from office distractions. But when full-time office work returned, she felt overwhelmed by the amount of work left undone due to interruptions leading to extra hours at home. The in-office gossip was back and she felt disconnected from her team. A moment of clarity struck her while she sat in traffic one day, realizing the unnecessary stress she was under. Why suffer through this when it is really not needed? Despite many successful remote work experiences, some managers still struggle with productivity paranoia, doubting the efficiency of their remote employees. Jessica shared that her managers also had a skewed perception that hybrid workers were slacking. Jessica knew colleagues who had switched to more flexible or hybrid roles and their apparent freedom and balance made her yearn for a previous work lifestyle. Eventually, she boldly decided to leave a $100,000 plus salary behind, prioritizing a role with a better work-life balance, even if it meant earning less. The dread of commuting and the associated stress are not worth it for Jessica. She would rather do the same work in a hybrid setup, valuing the convenience over the higher pay. She believes rigid return-to-office policies could harm productivity and result in a mass exodus of employees who enjoy their jobs but don't want to be tied to an office. Part 3 equivalent to an 8% pay raise. Employers who insist on bringing their employees back to the office are facing pushback. Workers are finding remote work valuable and with a tight labor market, they are using this to their advantage. Big companies like Amazon, Disney, JP Morgan, and even Zoom had to ask their employees to return to the office at least part-time after the COVID pandemic. However, this has not been well received by the workforce. The pandemic has significantly reduced the number of workers, with The Guardian estimating a loss of about 500,000 in the US. Coupled with the lowest unemployment rate in nearly 50 years, workers now hold a stronger position in labor negotiations. Some employees are going as far as forming unions or going on strike due to pressure to return to the office. 
Strikes have been widespread across industries such as Amazon's warehouse and delivery workers and Starbucks employees. Public support for these strikes has been at its highest since 1965. Interestingly, some high earners like Albert in Alabama and Jessica in Arizona from the previous segments chose to resign rather than return to the office. Companies insisting on in-person work are seeing a slower hiring rate. On the other hand, those that offer full-time remote work have seen a 5% staffing level increase in the past year compared to a 2.6% increase for full-time in-person offices. According to Nicholas Bloom, a Stanford economics professor, workers now equate a flexible workplace to an 8% pay raise. He added that a healthy work-life balance leads to more worker retention, improved performance, and higher customer satisfaction. Prithviraj Chaudhuri, a Harvard Business School professor and remote work expert, found that those who work from home 75% of the time are most productive. He said when companies allow flexibility, it expands their talent pool. He further explained that the best workers always have options and might leave a company that does not offer flexibility for a competitor that does. So to wrap up on this episode, I talked about a baby boomer who left a high-paying job instead of going back to the office, arguing that bosses are scared of remote work and just want to see employees working in person. I also talked about an employee who resigned from a well-paid job to avoid full-time office work, claiming that her boss's obsession with productivity forced her to leave. And lastly, I talked about the negative impact of companies ending work-from-home benefits. They lose highly skilled employees who consider flexible work as valuable as an 8% pay increase. So that's all I have for this episode 230 of the Bid Picture Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you.